The award-winning California Sportsman is your source for the most current and accurate information on fishing California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean. And we'll bring you the latest in hunting and outdoor opportunities, too. California Sportsman with Seb Hendrickson is brought to you by Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. And is sponsored in part by Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon, your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Lawrence Electronics, and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now, to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Seth Hendrickson. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to California Sportsman. It's Saturday, October 15th. It's getting cool outside. That means the water's going to chill. That means the fish are going to bite. At least they better start biting here pretty damn quick. That's a fact. We've got a great show for you today. We're kicking it off in just a moment with a California Dawn. And Captain James Smith, he just sent us a photo. If you like Lingcod, you might want to drop by that boat. Apparently somebody handed the rod off to Ish Monroe and let him reel one in. Uh, apparently they had a boat full, and we will discuss that in a minute. We're going to Lopes out in the Chasing Sturgeon out in the Delta right after that. And then Kevin Brock's got a great review of our rivers. And what's going on with King Salmon? fishing we've also got justin leonard with delta stripers the action is pounding out there if you know what you're doing you might want to get out there and start chasing some of them around he'll tell you where and how to get into them david martin's getting quail point all polished up next weekend it's the big opener he'll tell you all about that then we'll hook up with cedric ghostin from ghost bait and tackle right out here Close to the river, close to Discovery. He's at the Gateway Oaks Shopping Center out there, and he's got all the baits you need. He'll get us up to date on what's going on around Discovery Park, another concert this weekend. But I'll bet there's a few fish being pulled out of there, too. But you can still launch at Discovery this weekend. That's right. Last weekend you couldn't, but there's only one concert going on, so right. I guess you can do that because there's not five. Zach Medinas is going to be checking in with us with Gate Crashers Fishing Adventures. He's out in the Delta chasing sturgeon today. And Big Nate from Nate's Guide Service. Big Nate. Guide service. He'll be hooking up with us talking about Lake Berryessa and there's more, lots more. But let's waste no time. Let's go to the man himself, one of the best in the West when it comes to saltwater fishing, whether it's long range, short range, or right outside the gate. Captain James Smith of the California Dawn 1 and 2 hooks up with us now. Good morning, Captain. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? I'm doing not as well as you in the Lincoln situation. <laughs> Tell our listeners what's going on with that bite. Well, we're on our fall pattern, and the lingcod, they, they moved up from the deep. You know, the, the places we're fishing them now, they weren't a couple months ago, and um, they're just getting heavier and heavier and heavier and more aggressive. Uh, as fish start getting ready to spawn in that fall mode, it, uh, you know, it's, it's apparent. You know, they're, they're just out there feeding We've been fishing a lot of area that's right on the edge of the sand where the fish come, and they're, they're just climbing on the rocks because they're trying to get eat as many sand dabs as they can and fatten up before the winter. And uh, the bite's just been absolutely wild. I mean, it's just been wide open, and a lot of big fish, a lot of the big hens starting to show up. Um, yesterday we had just some incredible, incredible quality, and they were eating everything. We are using the sand dabs. We, we go out and jig the sand dabs. And uh, we're fishing those after we got limits of rock cod. But uh, they're eating the swim baits. They're eating the bars. They're eating just about anything you drop down there. And it's been it's been pretty much like this lights out there for a solid month. And we were scratching limits before then, uh, um, two almost two months ago. But this last month, it's just been it's been off the charts. So 
fishing has been wild. And, you know, the nice thing here, you know, just like today, it's getting cold outside. We're on our fall weather pattern. The weather at the island has been great. You know, that this is the time you want to go out there. So much cool stuff to see. We had a whale. We had a pair of whales that just came up around the boat. And I don't know what they found interesting about the boat, but they went down one side of the boat, up the other side of the boat, around the stern, around the bow. <laughs> you didn't get enough to, you didn't get to see enough of us here, and we're going to come do another pass. And it was like that all day. They must Pretty have cool wanted Ish to sign their hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And that guy was on the boat yesterday. You know, he spends more time on my boat than he does at bass tournaments, I think. Yeah, he's uh, got more hours on the Caldon than he does in his boat, in hey, his bass boat. For those of us that are those of our listeners that aren't aware who Ish is, why don't you tell him real quick? Well, you know, he's one of the top uh, major league fishing bass pro tour anglers, and he only fishes bass tournaments so he can afford to go out on the California Dawn and, and uh, some boats out of San Diego to saltwater fish. Yeah, hey, I'm kind of wondering, is he only doing like three tournaments a year now? He's a deckhand on the Caldon on his spare time. Pretty much, you know, pretty much. That's pretty a good much. part. But uh, James, uh, James, I, have, I, you I say, it, have you seen it yeah. this good before with the Lincod? I mean, these are just monsters, and they're all just cookie-cutter monsters. Yeah, I mean it's it's typical this time of year. It's it's not like uh, it's not like we don't get ling cod fishing like this. This is the fall fall ling cod fishery, and we had it last year. It actually came a little earlier last year. We were getting them like this late July. This year they they didn't show up till late August, or they're about a month behind schedule. And I don't know why they showed up so late, but um, all I know is they're here right now and they are biting. So pretty pretty phenomenal it's a pretty phenomenal bite right now and, and uh all of the fair lawns is pretty much inundated we're fishing the northern half up towards fanny shoals so we can get the quality rock cod the, the rock cod too has been lights out most days i'm i'm limiting out the boat you know and that's like too usually you know i, I run about 25 on the dawn and that's like that's 250 fish in in one or two passes short we make short work of them so i mean <laughs> the longest part of your day is the boat ride actually it's uh it's it's something to see right now well on the dawn that's a good thing because you can always eat your way back to harbor yeah oh yeah oh yeah, we get the galley there's, there's no shortage of food on that boat you'll eat good you'll catch it's it's been a lot of fun and i can tell you this yesterday ish won the pot so <laughs> uh, of course he did. Yeah. yeah. Is that a surprise to anybody out there? He probably caught 10 times as many fish as other people, too. Yeah, he did, he did pretty. He, he holds his own on the salt. I, I know he holds his own on the freshwater, but the guy's the guy, he he calls it practicing for bass tournaments. I don't know. I don't believe him. That's but, the way uh, he can write it off with the IRS. That's yeah, the that's only reason. <laughs> that's the only reason he says that. Hey, James, uh, November 5th is crab season's opener. We haven't heard a whole lot from the Department of Fish and Wildlife. A lot of people are wondering if we're going to have our standard opener or we're going to get delayed. What are you hearing as one of the captains, and uh, what's what's the preparation level that guys are going through right now? Well, I'll tell you, I've heard plenty from the uh, fishing game lately. I was at one of the commission meetings in Tahoe uh, on Thursday with Rick Powers and, and a handful of the other captains. And um, a lot of the discussion was the whale entanglement and and, and uh, modified hoop nets. And there was a whole docket of stuff there. I mean, we, you know, pretty much dominated a big chunk of that um, fishing game meeting. And, um, well, it, 
right now because of the entanglement and and I got to tell you, there's a lot of whales. Like there's a lot of whales, and when they do a flyover, a lot of folks don't know how they make the determination if we get to use traps or hoops. Is they fly over and they find more than uh, 20 whales and up to square miles, and, and then it goes from uh, either um, ropeless gear or which we don't have the technology for yet, you know, yeah. um, and or um, or hoop nets. And so right now, I'm going to tell you, you guys better get some hoop nets if you want to get some crab in the opener because it just did not look good for trap fishing. I mean, we say about you know, 95% certainty that we will open with traps. Now, they are going to open. We we have, you know, we have a legal definition in place that says that we're going to tra- uh, open. And, you know, according to Bottom, it was kind of like, you know, the Fishing Game Commission threw you guys a bone to even let you fish for an opener uh, with hoops. So it was kind of what I got from the meeting. So it looks like we're leaning that direction. Fortunately for us, they do work. They catch you. You know, you got to be on it. It's a lot more work. Don't plan on getting home early, but um, you know, you want to put your time in, put your hoops out, bring plenty of bait. You'll catch a crab. So uh, that's kind of the way we're focused right now. We have the traps ready. They're all rigged up, buoys on, hooks on, new cottons and rubbers. But uh, right now it looks like it's going to be a hoop opener for everyone. Well, it wouldn't surprise me in the least, and I'm sure that most of the stores and everybody are prepared for it this year with all the warnings that we've had, especially over the last years. Alan Fong's live in the studio. He's got something to share with us. Yeah, we we have a lot of the nets available. Um, As long as there's sightings of whales out there, it's those pots are not going to be available. Yeah. It's going to be against the law. They don't want big, heavy pots out there being dragged Well, basically a lot of the pots, you got to soak them so you leave them. Where the nets, you have to pull them up every day. I could imagine. How many pots you drop out there? A lot? Uh, well, I mean, we're running we're running on our boats, and, and we found with the fishing sea because they fish really fast. Yeah. Is that we're, we're, we're fishing, you know, 50 hoops per boat, but uh, we're pulling them three to four times a day. So that's pulling like that's 100. That's a lot of work. I talked to Jay, and he said, man, he went with you, and he said he, his butt was whooped. <laughs> yeah well we we updated the hydraulics i mean the hoops are coming up at 40 miles an hour so we're getting through them oh, quick but even at 40 miles an hour hoop traveling it, it's it's still hours on the water it's, it's a grind yeah. you know it's a grind and some days more so than others but i mean you know, like i said it looks like we're this is going to be a permanent thing for a lot of years because i don't see any less whales every year i mean it's just there's just whales everywhere out there right now so like i said everybody plan on buying some hoops if you want crabs on the opener captain james smith aboard the california dawn laying it out there for you folks if you enjoy crab make sure you've got your hoops ready to go early on in the season and if you don't and you want somebody else to do it for you and you want to go out and help make sure you book a trip with james or get on the california dawn one or two and get in on the action james give them all the hookup information for your boats they got to jump on it this year you know maryland's going to be waiting for you at the docks anyway oh yeah 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 no i know i have a lot more friends during crab season um and and you know one last thing here as far as the hoop they are not going to decide on new rigs. They figured it would take roughly two to three weeks to get rigs set in place. This was at a meeting uh, two days ago. 
So um, do the math here. Ooh, that puts us right about maybe a couple days before the opener. So, anyways, don't get surprised. Get your uh, caught with your pants down. Grab some hoops now, and uh, plan on plan on going crab fishing. Words of wisdom from the man himself. Pull your pants up and get out there with your pots. Have a great time <laughs> on the water, folks. James, thanks for hooking it's up with us. not the first time I've heard him say that. No, actually. it is not. <laughs> and it won't be the last. James, thanks as always for sharing with our listeners and getting us up to date on what's going on in the salt, my friend. Take care and have a great day. Thanks, guys. Have a great show. Count on it. You can count on that one. Boy, he's kicked back today. You can tell Captain Number 2 is going out this morning, and James is kind of laid back. He sounded a little relaxed. Yeah, he certainly did. Let's take a quick break right now. When we come back, we're going to dig up Captain Jay Lopes. Give me a call, Lopes. It's time for your segment. We'll be going in just a minute. Y'all stick around. You're going to get hooked. Planning a fishing getaway, a private charter, a tour of San Francisco Bay, or Northern California's coast? The California Dawn Sport Fishing Boat is the answer. Second-generation charter boat operator Captain James Smith will get you in the fish or take you out for a day to remember. With over 20 years' experience fishing the bay and coastal waters, the professional crew of the California Dawn will put you in the action for halibut and stripers, shark and sturgeon, rock and lingcod, and, of course, crab combo trips. Where anglers get their share of rod and reel action, then check the pots for crab to add to their catch. Specializing in live bait potluck fishing trips, the California Dawn is a fast 50-foot fiber glass boat powered by twin diesel engines with the latest in marine electronics sonar heated cabin fully electric galley for hot meals and restroom facilities they all make the california dawn one of the most comfortable fishing charters available the availability of fishing licenses bait and tackle on board make fishing easy and enjoyable to find out more about the ultimate fishing experience on board the california dawn or to book a trip give them a call at 510-417-5557 or check the web at www.californiadawn.com hi this is seth to tell you about my favorite car deal and the reason why I won't go anyplace else for a new or used vehicle or for service for that matter. It's the people. Well-trained, knowledgeable employees, top-notch service department professionals, and the best pricing on new and used vehicles. Where? Only at Ron Duprat Ford, just off I-80 and next door to our friends at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Don't get hung up in that big city shuffle. Head to Dixon and check out Ron Duprat Ford. You'll love that small-town atmosphere with no hassles and no closers. I know, I sure do. Family owned and operated since 1956, it's one of the very few dealerships to receive the President's Award for excellence in customer service and sales. When it comes time for you to purchase a new vehicle or to solve a problem with one you've already got, go to the best. Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon, the number one Ford parts and service department in Northern California. It's where I go for all my needs, sales or service. Take the short drive from high prices. Check first with Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon. Find out more at Ron Duprat Ford.com or call toll-free at 877-463-5436. Why would you buy any place else? Duckworth Boats. Hand-built by highly trained, skilled boat builders with pride, precision, and craftsmanship. With models from 18 to 40 feet. Designed for both fresh and saltwater activities. Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon is your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Featuring the entire line of Duckworth Boats. From outboard tillers to jets and inboards. The Advantage Navigator Pacific Navigator 
Pacific Pro and Offshore Series exemplify Duckworth's attention to details. Gone Fish and Marine's trained sales staff will help get the Duckworth boat you need with the right power, performance, and accessories. No other boat compares. Be part of the legacy. Join the family of proud Duckworth owners. Learn more at Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com, or duckworthboats.com. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Maybe a margarita? You don't need to get on that conversation with us, folks. That's a fact. Hey, you know, there's so many things going on right now, and we're going to be talking about the Save Our Fisheries Big Dinner produced by the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association today. November 5th, they need your support at the Yuba City Fairgrounds. These guys are doing a lot for our fisheries. We'll tell you more about it in a little bit, and we'll have a special guest talk to us a little bit about it, too, at the same time. But I want to get you guys keyed in on some great action. This Captain we're going to talk to right now has already sent me photos a couple days ago when I contacted him originally. Some great sturgeon being caught, and apparently one already today or late last night. We'll find out in just a minute. Let's get hooked up with the man himself from Right Hook Sport Fishing. Captain Jay Lopes joins us live on the water this morning. Good morning, Captain. Good morning. Good morning, Steph. That was live. We just caught that thing. Nice job, my friend. That's what a captain's dream. You drop the lines down. It doesn't take long. How long did that one take to come up and sniff your bait? Uh, about 25 minutes. We started a little earlier this morning, uh, um, but we were 25 minutes into the bait soak, and we had a nice bite, and we got it. It was a small slot, and uh, we released her back into the wild. Yeah, absolutely. A great a great fish and a great way to kick off the day. Tell our listeners what the action's been like. It looks like you've been pretty darn successful this week. Yeah, no, fishing's been good. The biggest issue we're running into is the winds. Um, we are still fighting the the summer winds down here in the Delta. We, we fought, we're we fighting it right now. Um, so we opted to leave early this morning and fish the incoming tide. The tide started at 5. We're going to fish it for a few hours because then when the tide slips, it, it's going to be blowing 20, 25 knots today. So when the tide starts to go out, you, you, it's almost impossible to fish. So we just uh, left a little earlier, kind of fish the incoming tide here and make it happen. But earlier in the week, we did fish that outgo with the wind, and it was productive for us, but it just makes for challenging, challenging conditions. But looks like next week the temperatures in the valley are going to cool off, and we should lose this wind, and we should get into our fall pattern here. So that would be sweet. Well, Jay, the, Jay, the action out there is pretty much year round as long as guys are in tune with the movement of the fish, what the levels that they're hanging at in the water column and presenting the right bait at the right time of year. But the sturgeon action has been so consistent over the years. Are you starting to see fewer slot type fish out there, more large fish and more smalls? Or are you seeing fewer slots right now? Um, I would have to say it's kind of all over the board. We are seeing our fair share of slots. We are missing a big year class of fish. You know, we're, we had a few days where we caught a lot of undersized, um, but, you know, we used to get a lot of shorts this time of year, and we're not really seeing that uh, just due to the poor water conditions the last 10 years. So these fish really thrive off high water conditions. And, you know, if we get those years, we have good spawns. If we don't, we don't get very good spawns. So, um, we're kind of seeing that we're, we, there's definitely, I want to say there's less fish in the system, Seth. 
I would have to say there's just, you know, with the way the water is, they're more spread out. Absolutely. And, They've got to move around. There's no doubt about that. Here yeah. we've got salinity encroachment. Uh, you know, the water that you used to fish off Pittsburgh and in that area out and through there, that that whole stretch used to be a freshwater stretch, but now you got crabs running around and probably sharks swimming around and maybe even a halibut down in there. What? How far is that salt coming in? Oh, it's definitely salty here. So put it this way, every time I come, we run out of the Pittsburgh Marina, I have to rinse my boat off. There is a salt film on my windows every day. So the salt water is all the way up here. I would have to say it's closer to Rio Vista yeah. now that for that that's you know more fresh water than salt water and that's bad. That's that's a situation and we all know what's going on here in the state and hopefully we get a good winter here to flush this uh, the the delta out but like you like you nailed it Seb, that it, Pittsburgh used to be the zone, you know, and they used to group up here in the fall like we are now and you know it'd be piles and piles and piles of fish well now that's kind of changed a little bit. They're kind of it has spread to, out. It has to change because your bait fish and everything. The bait fish that are more likely for the brackish water rather than completely salty water are going to move further into the delta and start scattering, and that's exactly what's happened with all the species as a result of it. But guys exactly. like Jay and a lot of the captains that are out there all the time, Steve uh, Mitchell with Hooked Up Sport Fishing, Zach Medinas, these guys are on top of the action out there. They know what's going on, and they can figure it out for you. And that's the plus. You heard him talk about the tides. Getting out early today so his clients have the best opportunity to get into those fish. Jay, tides is everything when it comes to catching sturgeon. I know you know it, but let's share with our listeners real quick when the best times on the tides are to fish. All right, so the best time, you know, is you know we have tide and current, right? So current's what's actually moving, tide's going up and down. As for the current, that's what we're more interested in, and the beginning of the current and the end of the current. So we just had the start of the incoming. The current is, you know, just starting to come in. It's, I think, high tide and slack water is about 1030 today. So we're at the very beginning of this tide. So we just had a couple bites here at the first push. We should get some more leading up to max current. Then when it rolls over max, um, yesterday for the guys that were out, that's when they had their actions right after max current. So um, when the current slows down, is typically it's best. So the beginning and the end of the of the current is is the, your best opportunity. And there's times they'll bite when the current's running hard, but typically it's the first half and the second half, and you've got to be in a position where there's, there's some fish and there should be some biters. And not running here. around looking for a place to stop. You should have the pick down and be ready to go by then, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If you're going to move, always move when the current's moving at its at its fullest. That way, you're in a spot when it does slow down. You get your baits down, and you got baits in the zone when the when they decide they want to bite. Words of wisdom from one of the best in the West. Give my hookup information, Jay, so they can get on board with you and have some fun too. Yeah, give us a call. Air code nine one six four one seven five six seven zero. We are taking reservations for November, so if you want to get out in November, give us a call. And uh, we'll love to get you on some fish. You might want to keep January dates open around that ISE thing. You probably have a seminar or two oh. to do. Yeah, we got a seminar to do. Definitely. There's a fish. <laughs> we just had a bite, I think. All right. Well, go get them for them, Captain. Nail it. And if you get into right, some great action before we get off the air, give us a shout back, will you please? Will do. Thanks, Seth. Captain Bye-bye. Jay Lopes with Right Hook Sport Fishing, heading out there having some fun with his clients today. And kind of wish I was out sturgeon fishing there. I keep th- talking about this. Kent and I are always saying, maybe we ought to go. Maybe yeah, we, we should do go. that. We're going to have David Martin on later. We'll say, maybe we should go to Quail Point. Maybe we will go to Quail well, Point. Well, you said that last year. We always talk about it at the end of the season, though. Hey, Kevin Brock's got a little report for us here. I want you to take a listen to what he's got to say about the river salmon fishing. 
Hey, good morning there, Seth and Tim Brown. How you guys doing this morning? Well, it's Friday the 14th. It's about, oh, I don't know, 6 o'clock or so in the morning. And uh, we are just getting ready to put our boat in on the boat ramp. Imagine that. It's about 47, 48 degrees, so a little cooler. We like that. And uh, we're going salmon fishing. So here's the rundown on the valley of what's going on for the salmon. Um, it's slow. It's just slow. Uh, the projection from Fish and Wildlife is off. Uh, there's not as many fish, <clears throat> excuse me, as they uh, they projected. Uh, but knock on wood, we are catching fish every day. And the fish that we do catch are monsters. So uh, we're up here in the Redding area and uh, fishing, you know, from the barge hole down. There's been a few reports of some fish out of Woodson Bridge, just here and there. One day a guy will get two or three, and the next day a guy won't get any. So um, all the way down, the outlet is still producing some fish on the Feather River for the guys on the bank. Uh, we fished there the other day, got a couple fish. Um, but again, you know, a couple here, a couple there. Uh, dropping down into Verona uh, area, still a few fish being caught, and they were bright. I was really surprised. There's still a few fish trickling through. Some of the guys, even further down in Rio Vista, been trolling some Silvertrons, uh, spinners, things like that getting a few fish you know um up here we're using big plugs early in the morning the zz17s have been uh probably the best when they do bite plugs they're not the catch-all uh, there there is no lure that the ca is a catch-all uh, you know that but when they do bite lures they have been seeming to bite the bigger lures in the lower slower water so boy when they grab it they grab it good and we're back out of that. You know, Kevin has figured it out. It's slow. Yeah, it is slow. It's very slow. And I had a long conversation with uh, James Stone with the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association. And I had a real long conversation with Mike Ogney with USAFishing.com and The Real Magic. He'll be hooking up with us at the end of this hour. And he's got some thoughts on where are the salmon well, they're spread out. And I asked some questions about are they floating dead on the bottom? Are they getting fungus and just starting to turn old? Are the eggs going to be viable? He's got some answers for us all on this. And I got a feeling Mother Nature's probably going to make things work out okay because she's smarter than all of us put together. You know, uh, in talking with Kevin Brock, uh, it, it, the importance of the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association comes out in strength at this point. These guys are the ones that have been out there fighting for the stripers to be kept around, you know, working on a slot limit so they can be around, fighting for more kokanee salmon to be planted in other lakes around. In fact, uh, their efforts helped get them into Lake Shasta. There are so many things that they're doing with salmon and helping the, the systems to be more efficient and more effective and getting information to the department so they can better manage these fisheries. But during these drought years, it's hard for anybody to manage the fisheries because of the un unknowns of the water situations that we're dealing with right now. And organizations like the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association rely on all of us as their support for their money that gets it generated every year so they can do the things that they do with lobbyists and with pushing to the commission their feelings and your feelings, hopefully, because that's who they're speaking for, Northern California Guides and Sportsmen. Well, Saturday, November 5th, they've got the Yuba City Fairgrounds, the big main hall there in Yuba City. It is a huge fundraising dinner. They need your attendance. They flat need it. We need to support organizations just like this. 
and they have an absolutely huge event. I would ask you to go to the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association website, take a look at what they've got. It's all the information is there Saturday, November 5th. You can get it's $150 for a single, $250 for a couple. There's all kinds of sponsorships. There's raffles. There's over a hundred guns, I believe, being given away. A lot of good stuff going on. This is a fabulous dinner, great cause, and an organization that is extremely deserving of your support. Enough said about that right now. Let's take a quick break. When we come back from this, it's time for RVs and destinations. And then we're going to hear from Justin Leonard with Outcast Guide Service on Delta Striper Action. Y'all stick around. You're going to get hooked. Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at bodegatackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by and you'll catch more fish. Lorenz is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. Lorenz offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lorenz Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lowrance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. Brad's sight, scent, and vibrations. That's what makes Brad's Super Baits and Cut Plugs killers for salmon, trout, and kokanee. And here's a tip. If you haven't tried the kokanee and mini cut plugs for midday salmon, large trout, or landlocked kings, you're absolutely missing out on the action. Brad's Killer Fish is the truest running J-plug on the market. Just ask the NorCal Guides. It's quickly becoming the go-to plug for solid hookups. Check Brad's out at your favorite tackle retailer or at Brad's Killer Fishing Gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to excellence, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved he's not just my fishing buddy after 30 years he's a brother and i'd sure hate to lose him his bass boat's got nothing to do with it so i make sure both of us wear a life jacket save the ones you love even if they don't own a fancy boat a message from california state parks division of boating and waterways it's time for RVing and destinations sponsored by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Since 1970, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has cared for their customers with warm, personal attention and high standards of product and service excellence. They offer customers great value in pricing on industry leaders such as Jayco, Winnebago, Newmar, and many more. You'll be amazed by the selection of new and used RVs, toy haulers, fifth wheels, trailers, and motorhomes, and the huge inventory to choose from. Recipient of the West Coast Dealer of the Year and multiple Best of Awards, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sepp with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing. 
You know, taking your new RV out for the very first time can be a little intimidating. It may seem like there's simply too much to remember. But don't worry, the list of things that scare you will shrink after time with a little knowledge and experience. For your first time, these tips are going to help you make the most of your campground stay. First of all, don't even think about leaving without some advanced planning. The best thing you can do to ensure the smooth camping trip is to plan it all in advance. More and more people are enjoying RV travel, making campground reservations even more important, just like your fishing and angling reservations that need to be made, too. If you're planning a visit to a first-come, first-served campground, you'll want to do a little research to determine the best time to show up in order to snag a site. It's always a good idea to touch base with the campground office the day before you head out on your trip to verify your reservation or verify what time that you can check in. Even if you plan to arrive early, something unexpected could happen and you don't want to roll up to a locked gate after a long day's drive. You know, it's really important to learn your rig too. Practice using your RV systems before you leave home. This includes the landing gear, the levelers, slide outs, as well as the hitching and unhitching of trailers if necessary. But don't forget driving and parking practice too, especially backing up. We've arrived at campgrounds with pull-through site reservations to find that there was a mix-up and we had to back in. If you're a newbie, you don't want to back a big RV too far without a little practice. So check it out. And the other thing to check out is to have a checklist. While you're practicing with your rig, make a checklist for packing, arrivals, and departures. You don't need a lot of gear. You don't need to enjoy everything you own to have a great camping trip. But you'll need some essentials. Create a checklist of some items. Setting up the RV at the campground, you'll want to include things like deploy the jacks or the levelers. Chalk the wheels. Plug in the power. Connect the water and sewer. Turn on the air conditioner if needed. Open the sides. Turn on the water heater. Turn on the LP gas. This itemized checklist will help you go much more smoothly into your campsite and with a lot more confidence. You can also use that list of everything in reverse when you're departing to make sure everything's taken care of. And one last thing, campground etiquette. Remember, even though you can't, might not be able to see your neighbors in the campground, they aren't that far away. Be mindful of when you're playing music or watching TV outside or telling stories around the campfire. Most importantly, observe the quiet hours. It's usually found on a sign or during check-in and usually around 9 or 10 at night. Everything should start quieting down. Should start quieting down. Yeah, like I said, it should start quieting down, but it doesn't also. If you're on top of your game, maybe your neighbors will be on top of their game too. Just be prepared when you head out for your first time. And you know what? Maybe your second, third, and fourth time too. That's your tips for the week from California Sportsman. Stop by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome on Highway 120. Check the full inventory of new and used RVs, trailers, motorhomes, and the huge retail store and showroom with parts and accessories. The -the state-of-the-art service facility is one of the largest in the western states, featuring 30 bays to get you up to speed and back on your way RVing. Review the entire inventory at the MantecaTrailer.com website with photos and pricing, or better yet, stop by and take a look. Low prices, huge selection, great service. There's no need to look any further. 
further. Manteca Trailer and Motorhome, catering to sportsmen around the West. We're not the biggest, we're the nicest. The Bob Davis people at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Manteca! And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Yeah, just push the right button, Seth. You know, 26 years, you think I have say, this what, figured but, out. Folks, this is show number, what is it, 1,324 for California sportsmen. But they and he still can't push the right buttons in studio. new damn board. That's all. It's it, a was, new board. it was new two and a half months ago. So. Exactly. See, I'm right. <laughs> it is new. Hey, you know, I contacted Justin Leonard with Outcast Guide Service. He's been running around on the rivers, and I thought, you know, he's going to have a great ideas for me of what's going on on the salmon situation. And his idea on the salmon situation was to skip it and head over and do some Delta Stripers instead. Probably a pretty and smart decision, actually. I think it was real smart because, well, listen to what he has to say. Hey, guys, this is Justin Leonard with Outcast Guide Service checking in. Uh, give you a little update of what we've been doing this week. We've been down on the Delta Striper fishing a bunch this week and then trout fishing up on the lake quite a bit. The salmon fishing still isn't too great, so I've been kind of laying off of those guys and looking for fish we're really able to catch. But uh, down there in the Delta, we've been doing some really good fishing as long as the wind stays off of us. Uh, trying to troll most days. or cast. The casting's been pretty good. Uh, work in the shallows and up on the flats, right on the edges of weed beds, but a lot of rattle traps and top water swim baits. But the casting bite's been really good, and then been trolling quite a bit. And I do have minnows in the boat just because those days that they don't want to bite that troll. Sometimes, sometimes they won't do it. So, uh, but it's been good fishing, you know, limit style fishing. Uh, on average, you're doing 20 to 40 fish a day, and with shakers included. That's not just keepers, but doing limits. Uh, you know, good quality fish up to about nine, ten pounds on a daily basis. And some days, you know, it's gonna vary a little bit, but. It's been good fishing, and I don't think it's going to slow down at all, but I've been down in that broad slough area and kind of all over the place on that bottom end, but the problem is, is the wind. Uh, the wind's been beating us up pretty bad down there, and uh, anything over a steady 10 mile an hour uh, wind with a gusting 15 to 20, it's it's really, really hard to get down there just with the tides. Once that wind starts going against the tide, it just makes it really really nasty makes for a wet boat ride but the fishing's been good so it kind of makes makes up for it and then i've been up on the lake trout fishing quite a bit and that's been really good you're doing 15 to 25 fish a day to the boat um most fish are 14 to 16 inches a couple little rats you know 10 to 12 inches but and i did get one i don't know a few days ago maybe last week um 20 22 inches and that was nice good quality fish a couple others you know upper teens almost 20 inches but most of the fish are all 14 to 16 inches top 20 feet of the water water column we're not really getting bit deeper than 25 feet and then uh a lot of spoons and a flash night crawler's just been really good and i've actually been rolling little apexes up there and put, putting them down on the downer gears and that's been really good for us so that that shouldn't go away anytime soon at least until we get any crazy rain to blow out the lake or anything but that's been good fishing and that should continue and then I'm actually down on the river salmon fishing today, just kind of checking it out, seeing what's coming through. And I haven't seen much go and just pulled back into a hole uh, right now and actually found a good wad of them, probably 30 or 40 salmon in this one little hole. So we're going to see if we can't get these suckers to bite and then call it a day. We're just playing today and checking it out. But uh, that's kind of what's been going on. Salmon fishing really has not changed or done anything better for us which is a big bummer um we're still hopeful but i don't see the grass getting any greener here at least on the feather river um 
But hopefully that downtown Sacramento metro stuff will kick off here in the next couple weeks. We just need some little bit cooler water temperatures. These cool nights are definitely going to help us. But I want to see below 68 degrees in downtown Sac there before really start focusing on that. But uh, for now, yeah, striper fishing and trout fishing has been really good. So we'll keep on doing that until it kind of brings us into something else that's going to let us catch fish as well. But um, I do have some availability coming up for both stripers and trout fishing. So it's definitely a great time to get in on it. It's not too hot now. Nice cool mornings and everything. But uh, my contact number is 530-277-6870. And then I am most active on Facebook. You see all current reports and some photos and stuff. And then I do Instagram as well, but not quite as much. Technology isn't too much of my thing. But uh, Facebook's got my phone number, email, everything you need. But uh, yeah, everybody have a great day and good luck on the water. Fishing is fine, but hooking is the only way. We're going to show you how to catch some fish today. Well, that could just mean one thing. The man himself, Mr. Alan Fong, live in the studio this morning. The Rod Father. Good morning, Alan. Morning. How you doing? We are. Do we doing... have to do a radio show? We're kind of telling fish stories over here. We drag got... me in here today. We got a. We got something going on. <laughs> drag you in. I know you want to talk about what we're going to talk about oh, yeah. in here today. Well, I'm, guys told me don't talk too much. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let me tell you what. A bunch of people have already been to Pyramid Lake, and oh, yeah. they already know everything about Pyramid Lake. And I fished it 30 years ago before it got as good as it you is know, now. You know, my friend's been bugging me for 15 years ago, and I go, I'm not going trout fishing. Yeah. Uh, I kept putting it off. Kind of like going, me. I'm not going bass fishing. I've, know, I've known Sep for I don't know how many. It was the late 80s, I think, when we met. Um, sometime around there, and and I've never been trout fishing with him, and I'm going next week. Okay, we're going. You know what? I I finally went, and um, I'm going back. You know, I took I went next and, week with us. <laughs> I went and used, you know, my bass fishing techniques with my spooning with the flutter spoon, and I ripped them. And you know, I we had a 21, a 20, a 18. I don't know how many fish in the 14 to 15 pound range, and it was unbelievable. And um, I also use this technique that I use in the ocean on salmon, which is a five-inch gets it, and do nothing with it. They're so strict there. You have to use barbasook. They said no bait. You can't use no, no scent. scent. Yeah. I go, what the heck? And with the gets it, it's a little touchy because they kept dropping it, but it was a blast. We caught so many fish. Well, it is a phenomenal fishery. It is truly a world-class destination yes, of fisheries. You know, one of the places I wanted to go all my life is known as the Trees, and it's up in the far northwest territories where big Arctic char come in in the uh -huh. 20 to 30-pound range. And I thought, I'll probably never make it to that point. Because there's like 10 zillion mosquitoes around you, you kind of disappear in videos and stuff. But this is exactly the same kind of fishery. It's exactly right. the same kind of fish. They're all members of the char family. They got muscles and shoulders, and they kick your butt. Right. You know, I, was, I went with a friend of mine, Gabe, that I've been fishing with since he's a little kid, and he only had these uh, Lorance nine-inch screen just, you know, on his console. And I'm thinking to myself, if I had my boat there with my live <laughs> side imaging and everything, I ought to put a hurt on him, a you lot bigger hurt. You could have but, left it on lock and jig after, for him. Well, we put it on his on spot lock for four hours. Never moved. And the thing is, is like that lake, I didn't realize how much 
salinity, like salt or something in there. Hell yeah. Because on my phone, on the face, I could see the salt dried on the thing. It's alkalinity and salinity. They yeah, both are. That's I, one of the lake of giant Lake Lahontan that was here in the prehistoric years. It involved Tahoe, Pyramid, uh-huh. Almanor, Eagle Lake. All of those were one big lake, and they've receded to this point that they are now. Yeah. <clears throat> one of the things is, you know, I would like to tell guys is learn how to pop them. Or you know, they burp them and stuff, but I think that um, rig where you put a heavy weight and you drop them down, you'll you'll have more survivors. Yeah, you just clip it onto them, drop, drop them down, down, then snap it, and then they swim They're right fine. on. Yeah, but it, it's a fishery. It's crazy. Um, I don't know if I would take my bass boat there. Maybe I can get Kent to go and take his. <laughs> the, the you'd only, have to clean it. It'll be all messed up. The only guys that would take a bass boat to that water is a first timer. Yeah. I got a I got a buddy of mine. Well, he's going with us on our trip, mm-hmm. Bob Smalley. He said, well, I don't know why we're not taking our boat. Well, I can tell you why. <laughs> you ever see five and a half foot white cats yep. rolling at you with sand blowing five miles across the Yeah, we the call lake? that Lake Mead. <laughs> yeah. Well, it ain't no fun out there when the water no, gets get, rough. I heard it gets rough, but it was very nice when I went. And um, the bait in that lake is this thick. You know, I actually, on the gets it, I was catching these little chewy tubs, they call them. To each other. Yeah, they were about six, eight inches, and they were actually eating my gets it. I caught six of them. They've got uh, the kiwi in there, too. It's well, an- another big fish. Did you drop them back down? <laughs> you know me better than that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so how big a fish did you catch? <laughs> but there's, there's these little shad or something. You know, they're buzzing all around the boat, big schools. And you'd watch them, and all of a sudden you see them scatter. Yeah, I wonder yeah. what happened. <laughs> you could, Well, I could see them. I, had so what's many. it like looking over the side of your boat and seeing a 20 pounder swimming by right there? Oh, I know. Look, they were, look, look, they look. were buzzing by. Even when you bring them in, you see four or five follow them. Yeah. It's just, that lake is so full here. That's why I want to go there with some good electronics because I could really put a hurt on them. Well, JD Richie's there with a big old <laughs> boat and that's who we're going to be fishing with on the 24th. There's four of us going up there. All right. To, well, to, have fun. To repeat all of that. I might be able to drag one more person along if you're interested in the repeat <laughs> show. I think he's going to Texas to. Yes, I am. Well, <laughs> otherwise it'd be fun to have him. Well, Alan, there's some big stuff going on at Fisherman's Warehouse today. You got a yeah. huge sidewalk sale taking place. Tell our listeners what's yeah, it's up. It's a big, we're having our first parking lot sale. It's going to be in the back of the shop, but you have to come through the front. They got so much stuff. I mean, if you guys want to buy stuff at a lot cheaper than what we pay for, they're almost like giving it away. This is clean out the warehouse week. Clean out the warehouse. I saw piles of rods, reels, uh, lure, swim baits, you name it. There's tons of stuff there. Well, this is a big sale. When Fisherman's Warehouse has a sidewalk sale, folks, they mean it. Come on down, yeah, take a look at it. There's going to be a lot of stuff to. They've, they've got all the nets you need and all the hoops you need. They've got everything available to you right now for crab season coming up and all oh, that. Yeah. But you know, folks, if you don't get out and get involved in what's going on, have you got all the lures for Pyramid Lake too? I just bring my bass stuff. You just want no those big, problem. big gets. It's, you know, that's it. It's just a Ass big, bones. big baits. And I sent him a flutter spoon. It's called a lucky strike that I. That's used small. Up. It's six inches long, <laughs> but it's about seven and a half with that big treble on the end of it. And oh, I yeah, just they, think it, you couldn't miss with that. But the thing you'd want to do is take off that treble and put a sidewash on there. They'll that's hit for it. Sure. Oh, yeah. They clobber everything. They're hungry. You And you'd wonder why they're hungry with all that bait around. Yep. Well, you know, there's lots of stuff going on. Not only do you have the sidewalk sale this weekend going on, but you got Zach in Virginia 
Salvador. They're, or a seminar. They're going to be doing it. Gate Crashers Fishing Adventures on the 27th. They've got a seminar. And then on the 29th, you got one of our buddies in Maryland's favorite bass fishermen okay. coming to town. Justin Lucas. And Justin, he used to work for me. That's right. And that's probably, he's going <laughs> to be guy, working for you again. He didn't guy, really do that much work. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. And then, then that guy, he used to say, hey, you got an extra pair of sunglasses. You got, hey, you got a ride, you know. But that kid's gone a long way. I'm very proud of him. Only guy I ever saw use his ATM for a 49-cent burrito <laughs> yeah. at Taco Bell. Yeah. Well, right. I got to tell you, he grew up with this clan that's here in the studio with me right now. So, And yes, Marilyn he fed him M&Ms for years. So. He'd sleep between gas stations when we were on the road. He'd sleep between gas stations. Seems to be a theme as of soon as it got time, As soon as it got time to buy gas, he'd vanish. You know, he'd be like in the truck stop. And then he'd come back about the time you put the, hung the pump back up, and he'd climb back in the truck and go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. there'll be time they call payback. <laughs> yeah, there will. That's like brother-in-law fishing, the guy that never reaches into his pocket for yeah, you. That's, that was the deal. He had, he had those, those little, he had those little T-Rex arms when it came to getting his wallet when he was younger. Well, he's got plenty of stuffed wallet right now. <laughs> yeah, that's does. for sure. I think well, Alan and I get to go out for steaks. You guys, ought to, <laughs> you guys ought to get a commission at least out of that situation. We should. Something. Hey, um, Alan, the, with the big sale, with the big sidewalk sale and everything going on today, it's going to be packed. And you guys aren't even able to park at your own store no, for this. No, we have to park down by McDonald's. Well, so making... they'll be parking. It's still going to be a problem parking, but you need to get in there. The sale goes from 9 o'clock. We're opening a little early, and it goes till 2. But the store is still open till 6, but the sale is 9 to 2. Now, Alan, on your YouTube channel coming up, I already asked you this before we got on the air, but uh, when are they going to see the video of those big fish? He gave us a little teaser in your yeah, fish report. Yeah, we, we do, but it's going to probably be next week, next Monday. Next Monday coming out. Then yeah. what are they going to see? Real quick, give them an idea of the size see, of fish. They're going to see a lot of big fish being brought to the boat. I, You know, those fish are slimy. I mean, they're hard to hold. You get one over 10 pounds and you try to hold that thing for a pitcher, flop. I had one I was holding up here. We're going to measure it because Denise goes, hey, I think mine's bigger. And it jumped out of my hand. Yeah. It's gone. They are solid (laughs) muscle. Yeah, they are. That's all they are. And they got the shoulders to really fit. They're strong fish. 10 pounders, nothing, right? Nope. I used 20 and 25 pound tests, mono, and just stroked them. Watch my spooning one. I got one coming out this Monday on spooning, you know, for bass. But I show you the kind of line you need to use to make the spoon flutter correctly. So watch my video and you'll learn a lot. Take that information up to Pyramid and you're going to load your boat up. And uh, you will not be disappointed in the video, folks. I've seen all the photos. Many of you have probably seen them on Facebook and other places floating around yeah, right it's, now. You know, doing this video, I'm learning a lot. And I try to get Denise to hold the camera. So I said we'd have a lot better shots, a lot better fish and everything, but she can't put that pole down. <laughs> you got her hooked. That's all there yeah, is to she it. She won't put it down. When your producer and cameraman is crazy a fisherman as you yeah, are, you're, you're in, in trouble. That's a fact. No question about it. Well, folks, stop by Fisherman's Warehouse for sure and see the big sale going on today and participate and buy all the goodies that you need. And make sure you stop by here, the seminars that are going on. Jay Lopes just did one Thursday yeah, night there. And Justin Lucas will be there on the 29th, and Zach Medinas and Virginia Salvador from Gate Crashers Fishing Adventures will be there on the 27th for seminars, yep. too. Alan, tell them real quick how they can get a subscription to your YouTube channel that doesn't cost them a dime. Yeah, just go to Alan Fong Outdoors and hit that subscribe button. It'll help me out a lot. Hit the like. You can hit the comment button, and I'll answer any question you got.
So you're going to go back trout fishing, huh? Yeah, I'm going back. Yeah. I'm probably going back this next week. Maybe we'll be there together. <laughs> you know, folks, it is a fabulous fishery. If you miss out on it, it's your own fault. Pyramid Lake in Nevada, there is an entire list on their website of the listed and bonded guides that pay $7,500 a year for the privilege to fish that lake. It's best you make sure they're on that list if you hire a guide. Alan, thanks for hooking up with us and sharing with our listeners. And folks, definitely get over to his YouTube channel at Alan Fong Outdoors and get one of the free subscriptions. Thanks for hooking up with us. We'll talk to you again soon. Quick break right now. When we come back, Mr. Mike Ogney is going to explain everything you need to know about where the hell are our salmon. Join Gate Crasher Fishing and Captain Zach Medinas for an epic fishing adventure on California's Delta, San Francisco Bay, or out the gate. For professionalism and great service, join Gate Crasher Fishing for an impressive trip that will keep you returning season after season, no matter what species you pursue. Captain Zach believes in the tradition of harvesting sustainable fish, such as king salmon, rock cod, halibut, and striped bass, seasonally, and also fishes white sturgeon. Great for corporate team building, family recreation, or friends just having fun. Book now for the trip of your lifetime. Call Gate Crasher Fishing, 925-497-7171. And learn more at GateCrasherFishing.com. Come on out and experience our difference. Hook up. Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team? For high thrust power, performance, and portability, pick up the Yamaha T9.9 High Thrust 4-Stroke. Its streamlined design is up to 12% lighter than previous high thrust models. Still, it delivers up to twice the thrust of comparable 2-Strokes. It's the perfect kicker and a great choice for sailboats, john boats, or deep Vs. Any small craft that begs maximum muscle in an efficient lightweight package needs the Yamaha T9.9 High Thrust 4-Stroke. Pick one up at Bucks Outboard, 2750 47th Ave in Sacramento. Family operated for over 50 years, Bucks carries the full line of Yamaha parts and accessories and has service you can count on. Bucks Outboard, the sportsman's choice. 916-428-3917 or BucksOutboard.com. Hi, Lenny LaPinta here for Bucks Outboard. I'm inviting you to come down and check out our full line of Yamaha Outboards. Great deals going on right now. You can catch us on the web at www.BucksOutboard.com or give me a call at 916-428-3917. I'll be waiting for you. There's, There's a, a new ghost, ghost in town. There's a new ghost in town. Ghost Bait and Tackle at 2550 West El Camino Avenue in Sacramento, owned and operated by Cedric Ghostin. Ghost Bait and Tackle supplies anglers with all the fresh water, warm water, and saltwater tackle and accessories for a great day on the water. Rods, reels, live and frozen baits, swim baits, jigs, line, hooks, lures, spinners, terminal tackle, and a whole lot more. Located between I-5 and I-80 at 2550 West Del Camino Avenue, Ghost B&T opens at 5 a.m. seven days a week with easy on-off freeway access to save your valuable fishing time. Catch the fishing spirit with Ghost Bait and Tackle, 916-692-8520. France is the leader in marine electronics, design and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting
cutting-edge technology. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive Advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lowrance Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lowrance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. Now, now here's USAFishing.com's Mike Ogney with our Saltwater Bay and Coastal Report. Good morning, Mr. Ogney. Hey, good morning, Mr. On Time, Seth Hendrickson. Hey, that's me. I'm always on time. I got Alan Fong here. I got to pick his brain. It takes more than five or ten seconds. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, Alan. You and Ken are keeping a good eye on uh, on Sep here this morning. I appreciate that. Somebody yeah. asked you, Mike. <laughs> Where the heck are our king salmon, Michael? You and I talked about it. Share it with our listeners. Well, we have some really extreme conditions in the rivers. And when they're this low, this warm, and this hot, salmon are going to be really cooperative. And they're just not going to be hanging out in those areas that they're normally at. These fish are all seeking cold flows and there and there there's just not a lot of that throughout the the central valley so you uh threw that question at me yesterday i made a few phone calls so over on the american river uh there's a whole wad a giant wad of fish with their noses stuffed right up against nimbus dam those fish are coming in they i you know i'm not sure how far away that a salmon can sense you know cold water those fish are just blitzing upriver and putting their noses up against that dam where they're just finding re- relief from, you know, these extreme conditions. Uh, this past week, they did a, I believe it was um, Wednesday or Thursday, they did a pulse flow down the McQualamy uh, uh, to attract fish into the hatchery down there. And it definitely worked. And there's there's been a push of fish. Up in that lower part of the uh, McQualamie, they're going to do another flush on Monday, and that should bring a bunch of uh, bunch of fish up into the hatchery and get them to spawn. And then up in the barge holes, where the majority of the fish have been hanging on the uh, on the uh, upper sack, and in between, it's just been you know there's been a lot of tough fishing. I mean, top guys, guys who really know how to you know put their clients into fish. They're experiencing some really challenging conditions, and I feel a lot of it is just due to uh, warm, hot flows. And salmon don't like to cooperate in that. I know years that I have spent river fishing, like up on the Klamath, when it's low and warm, it's just it just gets tough. And like on the Klamath, we, we'll be fishing the mouth of, uh, of uh, Blue Creek in years past when those uh, conditions are like that. What we need to see, um, just for the sake of the salmon, we – could really use some more rain. Uh, these cooler temps are definitely helping, but we need to get water temperatures down so these fish are at least um, uh, viable enough to successfully spawn. Because if they stay stressed for for too long, we're going to start getting really concerned. And there are, is already concern now that there's going to be enough of an egg take up at the hatcheries to support our fishery in the in, in the future. Because it's all about hatchery nowadays because the politicians don't leave any water in the rivers 
these fish to barely hang on. Yeah, it's getting a little tough right now. There's no question about it. But uh, I really feel that Mother Nature in the long run will uh, have some of these fish take care of business you know, and sustain you know, that and, population. And I just want to you know, point out, Sap, you and I have been in this game for a real long time. I'm, I'm 61. I've been talking about salmon conservation for decades. So, and, and, you know, as have you. But right now, we have, you know, over the past literally 15, 20 years, our fisheries, our hunting opportunities have gone in the toilet. And if you look at who's in charge of fish and wildlife, who, what regime has that, has that come under? It, you know, it's come under a, a couple of governors that have been pro shipping water south. And we have, we have a, a director with the, with the Fish and Wildlife Service that is just, he's not, he doesn't do a good job in, in stewardship of our fisheries or our hunting. Uh, it's really been a, a stewardship of just oh, the status quo, shipping water south as our fisheries collapse, and it, it's very frustrating. Well, all tied into the drought. Let's just keep our fingers crossed that Mother Nature takes care of us and the king salmon and gives us some water before wells start going dry and everything else that could happen. Keep your fingers crossed that everything works all right and that our salmon do have a successful spawn. Mike, I always appreciate you sharing your information with us. I always like to share it when I have more time, but we don't this morning. So well, real, you know really, the- quick, really quick, the, the crab fishery starts here on November 5th. Start getting your reservations now, folks. November on the Real Magic is is almost full. We got lots of room in December, so come on out. But start getting ready for crab season. Real quick, give them the number for the Real Magic. It's seven zero seven eight seven five boat. That's because we're fishermen. We like to keep it simple. Mike, thanks for hooking up with us, bud. We appreciate you always. Thanks, guys. Mike Ogney with USAFishing.com. You guys know how this works. There's a whole nother show right around the corner here. As soon as that clock goes a couple more ticks, we're going to kick it off with Quail Point Hunt Club. Mr. David Martin will be joining us. Then we're going to Ghost Bait and Tackle right here in town right after this. It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson. Coming up next. Quail Point Hunt Club offers sportsmen affordable upland game bird hunts starting at only $80. For pheasant, quail, and chucker on 2,000 acres of natural cover in the rolling hills near Zamora. And their new and challenging sporting clays course is one of the finest in the state. Hone your shooting skills, enjoy the day hunting the field, or start your dog on a training program. Located only 30 minutes from Sacramento and one hour from the Bay Area, Quail Point Hunt Club and Olive Hill Kennels offer California sportsmen the best in upland shooting sports. Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin. Good morning, sportsmen. Quail Point's opening day will be Saturday, October 22nd. We'll be planting pheasants, quail, and chucker Wednesdays through Sundays from 8 to 3. Come out and use your bird card or day shoots are available all season long. Remember, in the early season, conditions are still warm and dry, so bring plenty of water for your dog. They may be in great shape, but typically aren't conditioned to hunt hard for long periods of time that early in the season. Sporting clays are available Thursdays through Sundays till then if you're looking to get your gun out and warm up for the season as well. 
Check out all the details at quailpoint.com or give us a call at 530-735-6217. If you spend more time telling the one that got away stories instead of showing off giant fish pictures, get to Fisherman's Warehouse and grab some Gamakatsu hooks. Gamakatsu has hundreds of hooks for every technique, and Fisherman's Warehouse has the full selection. Change to the world's sharpest hooks from Gamakatsu, improve your fish catching, and end the lost fish stories. Fisherman's Warehouse in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield all carry a full selection of Gamakatsu hooks for every fishing application. Stop in today or shop online at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. Lawrence is the leader in marine electronics design and manufacturing, and their new live series of fish finders are state-of-the-art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition. From entry-level finders to the most sophisticated Lawrence Electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Manteca, Sacramento, and Fairfield have it all. And their trained sales staff will help you find the exact unit you need. Fisherman's Warehouse and Lawrence Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lawrence Live and the full line of Lawrence products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Henderson. Hey, we're back, and we've got to move right on right now. I keep getting all these great bulletins from my buddy David Martin out at Quail Point Hunt Club. And those bulletins are probably going to keep on coming, but I don't have to pay as much attention to them because it opens up next weekend, and he's joining us live right now to tell you all about it. Good morning, Mr. Martin. Good morning, buddy. How are we doing this morning? If I got any better, I'd be at Quail Point all set to come out and shoot some sporting <laughs> clays today. David, nice. I know you've been buried with sporting clays, buried with getting ready for the season, and I'm not going to bury you next week by giving a live report while you're checking in hundreds of people out there, but you got to have a lot of business coming your way right now with us looking at one of the worst duck seasons we're going to have for years. Yeah, we've been getting lots of calls. We've had people calling all week and trying to make reservations for this weekend. They don't realize it's next weekend's opening day. But, yeah, phones ringing off the hook. People are buying cards. People are calling, interested. Uh, they're coming out and uh, shooting some targets, getting their guns out of the safe and knocking the dust off of them or checking their chokes, you know, changing their chokes out, uh, trying out their new guns, things like that. It's just been busy, and you can believe. Yeah, and it's a great time to get out there. You can start working your dog ahead of time, putting some miles under his feet before you get to the club but boy what an experience it's going to be out there at the club your dog is dying to get out there in that field if he's hunted with you before and you know he wants to get out there and share the action with you so make sure he's in tune make sure you're taking good care of him with treats and water and everything else because it could warm up during the day out there couldn't it david yeah, it's definitely uh, October is always a warm, dry time of year. Uh, we are very lucky this year in the fact that we got that three, four inches of rain three weeks ago. That knocked the dust off the grass. It put a little moisture on the ground. It's got that green grass coming up. Uh, but it's been in the 90s again all week, so conditions are going to be tough. Uh, we, when, when you come out for the first few hunts of the season, we want to do what's best for the dog. We don't want to put out so many birds, uh, you know, that your dog is going to run out of gas or get tired. Uh, the guys that come out and there's two guys, they want to put out 10 birds. I almost talk them out of it because that's not the best situation for the dog unless that, unless they do several plants and uh, take lots of breaks. Uh, but yeah, come out, go slow. The dogs are going to be running hard. They're going to be, uh, you know, even like I said, the dogs that are in good shape, they're not going to be conditioned to go for hours yet. It takes two or three or four good hunts. 
Uh, I like to tell people to make sure they stop their dog, put them on a leash, make them take some water, lay down for five or ten minutes every 30 minutes or so. And just go at your dog's pace, make sure they're, they're staying good and healthy and not overdoing it. Yeah, and take plenty of water along with you because it's yeah. shocking how much they'll want to drink there early in the season. Conditions are right. You're, you're correct on that. You know, I got green grass popping up all over my place and my place and your place isn't that far apart. It's great to see the green coming and everything exploding out there. And I know it's going to be a great year. You got pheasant, you got quail, you got chucker going this year. What kind of rates are they paying nowadays and can they still get some deals out there? But more importantly, explain to them the deal. If they want to come out and put three birds in, they can just shoot up a storm. Yeah, so you can come out and do a day shoot. Uh, you can pay, uh, you're going to pay around $38, $39 a bird for a pheasant, for, for instance. Uh, but if you get a bird card, just a 10 bird card, you get them down to $33, $34 a bird. Uh, and, and that's a fact. When you call and you, you make a reservation, you tell me how many birds you want to plant. When you get there, we go over it again. We plant the birds that you want. So if you put out three birds in the field, you come back with five or six, or you find some quail or chucker on that pheasant hunt, there's no limit. There's never any extra charge out there. And, you know, one of the cool things they do, folks, is if you're going out there with a young dog or you just want to make sure your dog is in tune and getting back into the game, they'll mark your birds for you. They'll put a tag on the weeds around it so you know exactly where it is so you can kind of lean that dog in the direction so he catches that scent off of the wind and uh, responds the way you want it to. You can use it as a great training exercise for him, too, and positive reinforcement, can't they? Yeah, so the, the reason we like to fly the birds is because when a dog comes out of training or early season dogs, uh, you know, in the dry conditions, you'll see a flag in your field 30, 40, 50 yards away. You can work your dog towards that flag into the direction of the wind, quartering them back and forth to make sure that they're going to be a good, do have a good successful hunt. It makes that young dog or that inexperienced dog uh, just get up on the birds and make sure they're having fun. If they run past birds, then we're just running in the field. We're not having fun. We're not making progress. I had a guy yesterday who was talking about his 15-year-old English setter, and I said, hey, bring him out with your young pup. We'll put one bird about 30 yards out with a flag so that 15-year-old dog can go out and have a good you know, good hunt, and then uh, we'll replant the big field for your young dog. And he's like, that's a great idea. My old dog can still hunt. So Perfect. That's what I would do. You know, when I was out there with uh, Shooter and uh, uh, who was it? I can't even remember the other. <laughs> Jackson. We had them out there, and I'd hunt Jackson first and bring him back in, and then I'd take the young dog out and hunt him after that. And it worked out well, except Marilyn had to control the dog that wanted to get out of the car with her that wanted to be hunting. That's just <laughs> yeah, the way it works. Right. They're almost as excited as the hunters are. No, they're more excited than the hunters are, I'm sure. Well, David, give them all the information they need with the phone numbers so they can get a hold of you and find out all the details about the opening, about sporting clays, and about pups that might be available out there, too. Yeah, you got it. Give us a call anytime at area code 530-735-6217 or check us out at quailpoint.com. And I will tell you, we had one person back away from an English setter puppy that's ready to go home. So we, we got one English setter puppy I was just told yesterday that's available again. So uh, give us a call if you guys are interested in that guy. 530-735-6217. That takes care of that puppy. <laughs> David, thanks for sharing with us this morning. We look forward to your opener out there. Kent and I will see you this year, but not on opening day. And I promise we I won't. We say that every year, don't we, Dave? But we don't, we're do, going to talk I'm about it this year. <laughs> early in the season. We're going to be there. David, thanks for hooking up with us, bud. We'll talk to you soon. You got it, guys. Always appreciate the support. Thanks. All right. Take care. I'm going to give him next weekend off so we don't bug him. He's, he's during so the positive. Big opener. Absolutely. I mean, he works so hard at, at you know everything out there at Quail Point. 
Well, it's a great place to go and a great place to shoot. Hey, speaking of great place to go, who would know better what's going on at the Discovery Park area than our good friend Cedric Ghostin with Ghost Bait and Tackle. We're going there live right now. Good morning, Cedric. Good morning, Seth. Well, what are you hearing at Discovery? Although I hear it's not rock and roll this weekend, it's country out there today. <laughs> you mean the concert that just left? I don't think it was it was rock and roll or concert. It was uh, one of those metalhead pounding it against yeah. the wall kind of things. Yeah, I saw the customers out there, the, the visitors to it. I hope they had a wonderful time. I hope they remember it. I can hear them. It turned into a pretty big uh, venue. I so would imagine. Fishing. I tell you what, Seth, there is fish in the system, and they've been in the system since the opener. The challenge has been the temperatures. Uh, but my my, uh, my feeling this weekend is that it's the coolest we've had in three, four weeks. So uh, we'll probably see more fish caught this weekend than we've seen in previous weekends. But it's been a grind. Well, I think everybody's help hurting right now. That's no question about it. But they're all looking forward to uh, this bite turning on if and when it does. It's all about water temperatures and how far the fish are coming into the system. Are you still seeing as many guys out there on the water down the stretch from Discovery on up, you know, down river a ways? No, they're sprinkled. I think what, what I'm seeing is more that guys are going up towards the mouth. They're running up the American, up the Feather, up the Sack to try to get cooler waters and faster flows uh, because here in the main Discovery confluence there, it's just not quite not quite what we need for a, a, a you know, that great bite where everybody's catching fish, you're getting a fish per boat or fish per rod. It's, it's just far from that right now. Well, we've got one of the guys that keeps his finger on the pulse here, Alan Fong, is uh, in the studio. And I know he's been fishing there also. It's, it's a tough bite to get these fish. They just get lockjawed out there on the water, don't they, Alan? Yeah, the water temperature is definitely too warm. Uh, the guys that are, seem to be catching them um, are further up the American River, you know, where they're lying them. But I heard from customers yesterday that, you know, they're releasing water out of the McCallamy, and they caught some nice fish up in the McCallamy the last few days. Well, everything should start to slowly kick into gear. What we're all hoping for is it just breaks loose and everything goes nuts, and we see the, you know, boat-to-boat traffic on these rivers so people can enjoy what's going on. Well, Cedric, in addition to the king salmon fish, and I know a lot of guys are doing the plugs and everything from boats, and tossing spinners from boats. How about the shoreliners? You know, I know this time of year, shoreliners are usually picking them up. They, yes, they are, but not in the traditional places, like in the beaches and the spots we're talking about, like Discovery. They're they're pushing further up the the streams, up the rivers, and they're throwing beads. Uh, so they're up closer to the mouth, the outlets, and they're getting some better flows and temps up there. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed that the temperatures do change and everything gets rolling. What other? What are the customers telling when they come in? What other species are they chasing right now? I care. It, this time of year is kind of based on uh, the weather and seasonality or what everybody's doing. They're prepping for uh, the Dungeness crab bite. The striper guys are already getting started. They're knocking off the cobwebs and starting to catch fish at the mouth. And even sturgeon is getting started out towards Pittsburgh as soon as out in the outlet, or excuse me, at that mouth of the delta down there. A little bit of everything. And if it was colder, I'd probably have guys looking for crappie minnows. That's exactly what they'd be doing. And as soon as it gets colder, they will be, no doubt about that. Well, Cedric, give them the information on how to get to your store as well as the phone number so they can find out more about what you've got to offer in there and stop by and get all their needs before their next fishing trip. Uh, thanks a lot. We're on uh, West El Camino in between I-5 and 80. 
at 2550 West El Camino, Sacramento, California. And our phone number is 916-692-8520. Come on in, and we'll give it, uh, give you what we need to, what you need to get out on the water and have a good evening, afternoon. Ghost bait and tackle, folks. Make sure you stop by and get all the goodies you need for a successful day. Cedric, thanks for hooking up with us. We'll talk to you again real soon. All right. Take care. Cedric Ghostin out of Ghost Bait and Tackle. Quick break right now. We come back. Randy Pringle, the fishing instructor. Are you not? Right do, after Kent Brown. Are you not going to do gun owners, Sep? You know, I didn't win. I kind of well, wanted to you just, just skip skipped it. Skipped right over that, didn't you? And I won. You wouldn't. You know I would. And a minute ago, you pointed to me to make sure I had gun owners in my hand, and yet you derailed it. Hey, gun owners of California continues to uh, fight for your Second Amendment rights, and uh, there are new battles popping up every week that they're involved in. Uh, so make sure that you're supporting them by being a member, buying raffle tickets for 2023, or attending one of their great events. Gun Owners of California, you can find them at gunownersca.com. Winner number 42 of the 2022 Gun Owners of California, 52 guns, 52 weeks raffle ticket number 911, Mike Biscalici. Sorry, Mike, probably messed that up. From Flournoy, California. Don't even know where that is either. Uh, congratulations. You've got a Rossi RS-22 semi-auto rifle and 22 long rifle. They're going to be giving you a call and sending you down to do all the proper paperwork. Gun Owners of California in their 47th year of fighting for your gun rights as America's oldest pro-gun political action committee. Now you can go, Seth. Now we can go to break. Lines Guide Service and Captain James Netzel offers professionally guided trips from Sierra and Foothill Lakes to the Feather and Sacramento Rivers and the productive California Delta. Whether it's trolling a favorite lake for trout, kokanee, or landlocked salmon, or fighting a 50-pound king on the river, James Netzel and Tidelines Guide Service guarantee an enjoyable, comfortable one-on-one experience in one of his two fully rigged boats. A 22-foot Bolton Pro Ski Skiff that seats five for fishing lakes and a 23-foot Rogue Jet Chinook that can comfortably seat six. Used for the river and Delta water Ways. Fish the peak times with one of the best. Folsom Lake Rainbows in January and February. Delta Stripers and Orville Kings from late February through May. Stampede and Lake Tahoe Kokanee and Mackinac are targeted from April through September. Then, it's back to the Valley Rivers for the annual King Salmon Runs. Check out fishtightlines.com or call toll-free 888-975-0990. Licensed, bonded, insured, and permitted on all waters fished. Avoid the hassles. Go with Tidelines Guide Service and share an enjoyable day on the water loaded with fun and memories with family or friends. Heard of Brad's complete line of super baits, cut plugs, and killer fish for salmon, trout, and kokanee? How about Brad's crankbaits for bass or stripers? You're covered with over 100 colors and sizes, running true right out of the box. Bass professionals on tour use Brad's Wigglers when searching for bass on the bike. Find Brad's products, including Made in the USA Terminal Tackle at local retailers, and check out Brad's killer fishing gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to excellence, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike, and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved. No one makes a more reliable, powerful, and efficient lineup of outboard motors than Mercury Marine. Backed by decades of innovation and leadership, Mercury Outboards from 2.5 to 400 horsepower are built to go the distance. Mercury Outboards are the ultimate combination of smooth and quiet operation, refined power, and effortless control. Check out the full line at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Their trained sales staff will help you select the right boat and the right Mercury Outboard for power. It all adds up to the most popular engines on the market today. Mercury Marine and Gone Fishing Marine. For boaters who settle for nothing but the best, go boldly with Mercury. 
I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. It's time for Pure Fishing's Pro Staff Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. Manufacturers of the finest in fishing tackle and related products. Turn up the volume and listen close. We're sharing tips, techniques, latest innovations, the newest products, and legendary fish catching tactics from cold water, warm water, and salt water pros. They'll tell you how they did it with a little help from their friends at Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. All you have to do is pay attention and then go fishing. And joining us in the Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week is the man himself from Best Bass Tournaments, the fishing instructor, Mr. Randy Pringle, joins us now. Good morning, Pringle. Good morning, everyone. Uh-oh, he's out fishing this morning, I can tell. He isn't that crazy when he's at home. What are you doing this morning? You know, me and my buddy Peter, we're heading over to the uh, duck club, and it's duck, 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 the duck, duck. Work day. Duck decoy day is more like it. Are you cleaning them all up and getting the, everything set to go for next weekend's opener? We're working on the blinds this uh, weekend and uh, dressing them up. Uh, you know, they get battered down throughout a year, fixing the toolies and uh, re-zip tying a bunch of them, cutting down a bunch of stuff. So the decoys were done a couple weeks ago, and they're ready to go. Now we just got to get going on the uh, blinds, making them look nice and pretty. Uh, so that they can camouflage and then everybody make it safe. And then we have some new members this year. We've got to make sure they're safe and knowing exactly where to go and how to do what they do. You know what I mean? Stay out of the good blinds and only pick the rotten ones? Well, that we pick them out. We show them. We circle them. This is a great one right there. You want to hunt that one. <laughs> yeah, I limited out there last week. Yeah, hey, last and, week. And how, week, how does this all play into our Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week? Well, I've got a good one for you today, Seth. You're going to love this one. So, you know, we had our TOC, and we had several weather changes during that week on the pre-fish up until the day on Saturday, which was in the 90, early 90s. And then that night, it cooled off. And right next to me, I've got a guy, his name is Peter Capillion, and he took, uh, he was in seventh place uh, the first day of 147 boats and he had to adjust. Peter, uh, here's your pro tip for your pure fishing pro tip of the week. What did you have going on? So um, we went ahead and practiced. We were throwing pin jack crankbaits, spinner baits, uh, really fast moving baits through shallow water. Did really well. When we came back for the tournament day, temperatures had dropped in the evenings. Uh, we tried fishing that same pattern on the same tide, and we were just not getting the bites we needed. Uh, at some point, we got frustrated. I picked up a spinning rig and a Berkeley 5-inch General in black and blue, using that Mac scent, and started pitching those up to any kind of hard cover we could find. Had to slow down a lot and let it sit, let that Mac scent do the work, and then suddenly we started picking up those bites again. So we really had to adjust and slow down. Just that temperature change shut our shut our active fish down. You know, when you're uh, looking at pure fishing products and you're an angler who is a what we call a power fisherman where you're throwing those stuff like that, you know, Berkeley has both sides of that coin. You can throw a crankbait by pure fishing. You can't throw rip bait. But it also, when you have to slow things down, guys, 
there's your tip from a gentleman who just did really well. He ended up in 15th place in 147 boat field, and the Max Scent General came out and hit those fish right in the fishy little face. Do you understand any of that, Sep? Did you follow along with any of that? Water. Water. Yeah, it's all underwater. Slow so. down. Let the Max Scent work for you. Let them smell it. You know, they come over, slowing down. They find it. Sounds like you know what you're talking about, Randy. Yeah, pretty good. Pr- Pringle does. Well, you know, what's really cool is that here's Peter fishing at the amateur level, and he's got that aspect of adjusting. And a lot of anglers, and you'll hear it all the time, a lot of anglers will sit there and go, I threw this all day long, and I just couldn't get bit on it. <laughs> and I just want to walk up to him and just slap them. I but caught him in practice that way. Yeah, yeah, you want practice. Yep, one. You know, Kent and I have been talking about it almost every time in the last year. That Max said has won more money for the elite pros and the, you know, MLF than any other bait on the market. It's just been so great on the plastic baits. Well, there you have it, folks, from one of the best out there, Randy Pringle, the fishing instructor. If you'd like to get out and become a better bass fisherman, you might want to give him a call. I did, and I got on the water, and he showed me a few tricks that enable me to catch even more of those green carp. He must be good. He's got to be good to get me out there. (laughs) Randy, thanks for hooking up with us, and thanks for sharing the pro tip of the week with us. We appreciate it, my friend. Hey, you guys have a great rest of the show, and uh, think about me working out there in that hot air. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to Peter, too, by the way. Fishing. Give him your phone number for the fishing instructor real quick, too. Yeah, you can always give a call to area code 209-543-6260, and let's get on those fish, guys. All right. You have a great day out there. Catch a whole bunch, my friend. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. We've got Zach Medina sitting on hold right now. We were just talking about him. He's going to be doing a seminar over at Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores on the 27th. He and Virginia Salvador will be out there with Gate Crashers Guide Service, and we're going to go climb on board with him right now. But I'm not sure where he's at. Did you go to Pyramid? I'm up here, man. Good morning, guys. How are you? You dog. Everybody that I know is going to Pyramid. Just have, right have to do it once See? kind of thing. Why? What prompted you to do this move, Mr. Medinas? Uh, you know what? I've been seeing what everybody's been doing, and, you know, Virginia has answered her pants to get up here, and I don't know. We talked to JD. He got me motivated, and he got me laced up on what to do and where to do it, and we're bringing the kayaks for one day. We're going to do that, and oh, then we're going to fish off the boat with some guys, too. That'll be a ride in a kayak out there if the wind starts to blow. You'll be able to yep. surf. <laughs> well, Zach, yeah, well, what are the conditions uh, looking like out there at 725 this morning? Looks gorgeous out here. Yeah, a lot of trailers, man. A lot of people are out here uh, getting after it, and seems like everybody's doing really well, so we're super excited. I would imagine. How close are you to being on the water right now? Yeah, everybody's looking at me. I told them, I, I, I got to do step show. They're like, oh, meet, meet us down here at 6 o'clock. I'm like, man, is there any reception on the on the uh, lake or whatever? And they're like, not so much. So oh, like, yeah. We're going to have to hang a little bit. It's not bad. I know you're going to be going down to the islands up at the north end here pretty quick. So you'll have some good fishing up there. Well, it's one thing to uh, be fishing at Pyramid for the giant cutthroat that that lake is famous for. But uh, you're back on the sturgeon out in the Delta, and you guys are doing a seminar at Fisherman's Warehouse coming up here on the 27th. Yeah, what a store that is. You know, I, it surprises me that I've never been up there before, but I stopped in there, I guess, a few weeks back and uh, 
super nice to still have stores like that up here in Northern California. I mean, they have a great selection. It's organized just right. You don't have to, you know, a lot of times it's all mix and match, but no, they've got it categorized pretty well. And we're looking forward to doing a seminar and teaching people. You know, I said it's going to be uh, Delta Sturgeon Made Easy. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's the title of our seminar. So hopefully uh, it, it helps a lot of people out. Hey, you know what? Keeping it simple works. And I know that you need to go get on that boat. So give them your phone number for Gate Crashers and then get your butt on the boat and go out and catch some hogs and then call us before the end of the show and let us know what you caught. Hey, sounds great. Yeah, if you want to get a hold of us to do some sturgeon fishing, this is the time of year. It's uh, 925-497-7171. You can get a hold of us on Instagram, Facebook, Gate Crasher Fishing. Uh, yeah, super excited to have you guys come out. And if you haven't seen it yet, go on YouTube uh, or on our website, gatecrasherfishing.com, and we have a new Angler West episode on sturgeon, and we're going to be tagging sturgeon uh, this year and, and putting money tags, $150 tags on too, so... Uh, hopefully that's uh, something you guys are interested in. You know, go out there, catch a big fish, and maybe uh, make a few bucks. You got it, my friend. Take care. Thank you. Zach, Ma- Zach Medinas with Gate Crasher Fishing Adventures live from Pyramid Lake. Jason's a cutthroat trout this morning, but he's planning on parking on sturgeon for quite some time. Hey, where's Maryland? Isn't it time for Get a Clue? Get a Clue. Get a Clue is brought to you by Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville, your one-stop destination for everything for the great outdoors. The next time you're heading along the Highway 80 corridor, either west to the bay for stripers, sturgeon, or halibut, or east to your favorite lake or place to hunt, stop by the number one fishing and hunting destination just off the freeway, Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville. Whether you're looking for firearms, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, or the latest rods and reels from the top manufacturers, Tackle, fishing gear, or bait. You can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue. Hi, this is Marilyn. Hey, going fishing soon? No matter how experienced you think you are, there's a couple of things you should keep in mind, particularly if you're heading out on your own. Check your boat thoroughly, the equipment, engine, and certainly fuel supply before leaving. Water levels in our lakes and reservoirs do vary, and familiar landmarks can change quickly. So be aware of your surroundings. Know your locator and trust the readings. Keep an eye on the weather. Sudden wind shifts, dark clouds, or choppy water can mean trouble. Even if heading out on a party boat or guided trip, tell someone where you're going, who's with you, and how long you think you'll be gone. And wear your life jacket when on the water. Hey, get a clue. Take care of yourself. Stay safe and well. Till next week. You've driven past it for the last time. Now discover California's sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville. The first floor is dedicated to fishing and hunting gear, attire, and ammunition. But upstairs, it's a shooter's dream come true. With all the top shotguns, rifles, pistols, gear, and accessories you'll ever need, including an indoor shooting range to hone your skills. Make guns, fishing, and other stuff your outdoors destination of choice. Just off Highway 80 at the Alamo exit in Vacaville. Stop by soon or check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. Get a clue. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. You know, Seth steps out of the studio for just a minute or two, and we're going to take it over 
uh, and turn it into a ba- oh, you're back. I was going to tell you we were turning it, we were we were taking it into a, to a bath segment on you all of a sudden. Oh, I'll let you do it because you got a great guest here. Well, we do, man. I mean, you know, last week, Sep, we were sitting here in the studio watching the TVs uh, on FS1 for the Bassmasters, and it was disappointing because you said, "Oh, he's starting off slow." Yeah, our old buddy Bryant Smith, right here in Roseville, and he uh, he he. He he picked up the pace. Second place last year, the Bassmaster last week, the Bassmaster opens uh, third in the point standings and on to the Elite Series. Pretty cool to uh, to make that jump. Oh, it's a dream come true. Yeah. It really is. Uh, yeah, you know, you've been hanging out in the studio with us the first time. You were scared to death. I was, I was, <laughs> but you groomed me. Yeah. You groomed me. You got me there. Now you're, now you're all ready. You were off to a slow start on TV last week. It was, yeah, it was. I mean, you know, I had the butterflies and uh, I had. Uh, you know, a lot of excitement just qualifying for the elites, but, uh, you know, we picked it up in the afternoon and that's, uh, it's actually really, uh, kind of, um, like spotted bass usually do. I mean, we were fishing for spotted bass and that's how it usually goes. You know, it's slow in the morning sometimes, but once that water warms up a little bit and get, get those fish moving around and, uh, we figured them out. It was just like Oroville and Shasta and Folsom and it, all those lakes. Yeah, it kind of was. Um, you know, that's the best part about a spotted bass. I think as long as you can get their attention, you can get them to bite. You uh, notice how you just glossed over the fact that he qualified for the, for the elite series. For the elite series. Exactly. Yeah, right. Let's just not gloss <laughs> over that. You were vibrating. <laughs> When you were talking about hundred anglers, hundred anglers, uh, pretty much across the country, qualify for the Bassmaster Elite Series, and getting in on the on the you know to qualify and get in, not easy. No, no, it's not, and especially the way you got to go about it in the opens. Um, yeah. Bassmaster opens, like I said it in your show, it's one of the toughest fields that you could ever fish against. Uh, and uh, I got lucky this year, you know, uh, only had to do it for three events. You know, next year they're going to nine. You got to. Yeah fish all nine and uh to do it in three events is uh you you really can't have a bad day um and if you do have a bad day you got to have a great day to make up for it so basically six days of fishing have to go absolutely perfect to make it to uh make it to the elites you're home for uh a little bit and Mm -hmm. then all the way back across the country to florida yeah yeah, that's what I do. I hop on a plane, I go back and forth. Um, Fast fishermen do. Oh yeah, who sleep hey. in the back of our truck? We love it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I can't even imagine sleeping in the back of my truck. But I did when I was a kid. But yeah. when you're my age, you'll be thinking of that four star hotel. <laughs> you'll want to stay on the ground level so in, you can get out. Faster. In PFL, the final event of the season, you've been competing on that circuit for a couple of years. National Professional Fishing League. Uh, and you're headed back, probably will be your last stop there with the MPFL. Uh, for now. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, with the elites, uh, that's going to change, uh, that's going to change things. Unfortunately, I don't think I can do both of them. I know there's a few conflicts and, yeah. uh, um, you know, my, my entry fees just went way up, but, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I've had a great time with them and, and uh, I've actually learned a lot about how to fish back East. Um, you know, we talked about it earlier, you know, a fish is a fish, you know, a bass is a bass, but, uh, for the most part, there's a lot of differences once you get over the Rockies, but uh, I'm excited to get uh, get out there for that last event in Florida. Yeah, I've never been to Florida in the fall, so it'll be another learning experience. Exactly. Hey, Kent, you were talking about waving that picture around earlier yeah. of Bryant as a much younger child. Where it, was that again? That was at the San Mateo ISE show in uh, Bill Carr's Youth Outdoor Fair. Oh, so he was he was fishing for trout. He was a trout fisherman. Oh, yes. I am so sorry that Kent has taken you away from trout. <laughs> look, look what we did and to the contaminated poor boy. you with this green carp image. We we would always go over to the trout pond, and it was I think it was me and Skeet and oh, yeah. Byron Velvick oh, and Gary yeah. Dobbins. I think we all went over to hang out with Bill, and uh, and I got 
I got Bryant Smith uh, at the trout pond. And I didn't know this until years later. He was actually staying with me at Clear Lake Fishing the California Open. And he goes, do you remember the first time we met? And I'm like, yeah, it was up here. And he goes, uh-uh. Now, yeah. let me tell you about yeah, it. Yeah, you were a little smaller back Just then. Just a little bit, yeah. And yeah. luckily, my <laughs> oh, old, and so was the other guy. <laughs> and luckily, my old buddy Bill Mays, who worked for Western Outdoor News, actually snapped a picture of it, and uh, we found it. Years later, I didn't know it was the picture, but I said, I sent it to Bryant one afternoon, and I'm like, was this you? And he was like, absolutely, that was me. Is that photo going to be used like you use the one against Alan Fong all the time that you carry? It may be, maybe. The one I carry of the Sacramento Bass team, though, is, uh, it's, it, 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 it takes care of both of us. Actually. Yes, it does. It looks like <laughs> yeah. two hoodlums with a bunch of nice guys. It, no, you didn't know that group very well, Steph. <laughs> well, maybe it was the other way around. <laughs> that was, that was a pretty rugged group, wasn't it? Yeah, that's back in the days. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's, that example is like when I first met you. Yeah. You were a little punk kid. Yeah. I know. And now look. I know. And now look. <laughs> you, you'll see Brian down the road. <laughs> yeah. You know when he gets old like me? Right. We'll see. We'll see you that. You get old like him? Alan in this photo had jet black hair. So. Yes, he did. Yeah. So yeah, that's why people can't pick old. him out of the lineup, you know. So, yeah. Well, buddy, we wish you the best of luck. And any of the California sportsman listeners out there who want to sponsor a Bass Pro on the Elite Series, just go to Bryant Smith Fishing uh, and get in contact with Bryant. He'll take put your logo on anything, truck, right. boat, jersey, that's right. tattoo. <laughs> if you pay enough. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Nothing like a sponsor. We're taking a quick break. We'll be right back. Y'all stick around. A lot more coming your way. Founded in 1958, Daiwa is considered to be one of the best rod and reel manufacturers in the world. And Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores stock the entire line of Daiwa products. That's why seasoned anglers select Daiwa's popular precision casting reels with and without built-in line counters. The Lexa 100 is perfect for trout and salmon trollers. And the Lexa 300 is top choice when trolling stripers and other large game fish. Whether trolling for your favorite game fish or searching the depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect reel. See the entire lineup from Daiwa at all Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson is now broadcasting live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. And all shows are archived there, too. So now you can listen to live or archived shows on the Internet or download them to your iPod or MP3 player for listening whenever and wherever you want. Listen to us live on the Internet anywhere in the world with our new high-definition digital sound. California Sportsman, Saturday mornings from 6 to 8. Now there's no reason to miss a single show. Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunting, fishing, and outdoor store? Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville has everything you need for the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing gear, guns and ammo, and plenty of camo for you hunters. They're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family. And now, here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with General Manager Travis Morgan. Good morning, Mr. Morgan. Good morning, gentlemen. How's it going? Well, there must be a lot of guys buying decoys and packaging them up in boxes and putting them up in the garage right now. Travis, what is going on with duck season? What are we going to have this year? Duck season is going to be on a downhill slide, I think. 
The only good thing I did, I looked at the forecast this morning, and it does look like we're going to get a little bit of that wet stuff out of the sky opening weekend, which is next weekend. And me, I'm going deer hunting, so it's going to be wet. Well, that's uh, good for count, you. Always count on that. That's good for you, too, though. That's a good sign to move some deer around. Yep, you'll get, I'm hoping it turns to snow where I'm going. It does move them around. But duck season, you know, water is very tenuous this year. I've heard people tell me, Coming back from Klamath that the ducks aren't stopping in Klamath. There's no water for them to stop at, so they're coming straight to the valley. That's exactly now, what we're hearing, and there's not that much water down here available for them. That's the problem. We get down here, and we ain't got much water in. I've heard from several of the clubs already that they're not getting water this year. So where are they going to go from here? I think they're going to go to Florida with uh, your guest there. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me right now. You know, Travis, every time that we have limited amount of water and a lot of birds, situations come up like avian cholera, avian influenza, all of these things start happening. When you put a mass of birds into small areas with water, they seem to contaminate themselves and cause all kinds of problems. Yes, they do. And it's happened every year we've had that uh, bad situation like this, you know, especially at the refuges where they keep that water all the time. And those bacteria build up in the water because they get such a massive amount of ducks there. Ducks, geese all congregate in the same area. And guess what they do? They don't just sit there and float. No, they end up kind of puttering around. I'm going to watch my words nowadays. Passing gas might be one way of putting it on other things along with the gas. Well, Travis, it's going to be a disappointing duck season for a lot of people with the water shortages, but there will be those that uh, have opportunities that have some ponds with water or that might be going over and shooting some of the uh, birds on the bay too. Yeah, that's right. Your bay hunting may be fairly well this year. I'm going to be calling and making a reservation myself to get out there, but in the bay, yeah, like you said, it's going. if you got water, you guys are going to have a great shoot because that's where they're going to be headed, straight to that water. Well, that bay yeah. shooting is a whole nother game. You're shooting a lot faster birds out there, it seems like. But uh, you know the RJ, and I'm sure you'll be giving RJ Waldron a call for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's where you kill the ACAC gun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, Travis, yeah. how, about, how about ammo and everything for duck season? Is it uh, taken care of? Have we got a good situation? I've got plenty of ammo for duck season right now. I've got a couple pallets of threes and fours and twos all sitting in the warehouse that I've been gathering through the year. I just did get a hold of a few cases of 20-gauge steel that everybody's looking for. only problem is I was only able to get threes and fours, but I did get some, and it's on its way to us. So I'm hoping they're going to start releasing some more of the sub-gauges coming out. Uh, The closer we get to duck season, we may see it in December which ain't bad for us because that's when duck season really kicks off for us is is in December and January around here. And that was the point of my question because I think what we're going to see here is a lot of guys are going to go out and shoot the bird clubs for a while. They're going to go out and do pheasant, chucker, quail, have a good time and everything, and wait for the best opportunities to get out there for the ducks. What do you think? I agree. You know, and I've talked to Scott Feist already about that because he wanted me to go with him. He says, well, i got some of the premium dates still available. And call me when you want to go. (laughs) And that's what everybody's waiting for that December, January hunt. And hopefully uh, it'll be cold enough, wet enough, and we'll have some birds. Well, Balance of the State opens up next weekend. So if you've got the opportunity, uh, good luck to you. I hope you'll get out there and have some. But I just want to remind you that the bird clubs open up too. So you might want to change your plans based on weather or conditions or what you're seeing at your favorite hunting spot. 
Yeah, all the bird clubs have opened up, and pheasants are going, and chuckers, and quail, and I'm going to go out and shoot some of them when I get back from deer hunting. That's the way it works. Travis Morgan with Guns Fishing and other stuff. He's always out there playing, and I'll uh, probably not see you at the store today, but I'll be there around lunchtime, my friend. I'll be there. I'll see you then. You guys have a great weekend, and I'll see you at the store. You got it, Travis. Thanks for hooking up with us. Talk to you later. Guns, fishing, and other stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in back at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns, fishing, and other stuff, and be sure to check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Henderson. Hey, we're back and we're hanging out in the studio. I want to talk to this guy. He's another one of these pyramid guys. He had a great time up there. Alan Fong had a great time. Smalley and I had a great time last year. We're going again this year. But more importantly, I want to know what's going on up at Lake Berryessa where Big Nate's Guide Service hangs out. I just got the report from my friend uh, at the gates up there. I'm just going to it real quick here to find out what he had to say. Jeff Martin says, we are down 44.66 feet since last Friday. We're down about four to five inches. I'm in early today. Have a good show. We will. And thanks for the information. Water levels continue to drop at Lake Berryessa, but obviously the launch ramps are still working. Let's go live on the water right now and hook up with the man himself with Big Nate's Guide Service. Nate Kels joins us live. Good morning, Nate. Hey, good morning, Seth. Well, tell us about it. You had a terrible day on the water, I understand. Man, oh man, we uh, we had we had our worst day uh, in the past three months uh, on Thursday. Um, they uh, they dropped that water on us and uh, totally made those fish lock up, and uh, we only ended up with four fish, which you know isn't isn't a terrible day, but um, you know compared to what we had been doing in the beginning of the week and for the past three months, I mean it was it was tough. Well, we kicked some notes around on text messaging and. Uh... The water dropping, sure, that is certainly a big thing right there. And that's probably why Barry S has kind of been off this year. They've been really dropping some water out of that place. And Puda Creek has been flowing. But the bottom line to the whole thing is you just experienced Pyramid Lake fishing, and you don't know what Barry S is like anymore, do you? Oh, man. It, it, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough to go from, you know, 100, 200 fish days to, you know, to, to knocking out 10, 15 fish. It's like, ah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm itching to get back up there, but you know, Barry S. Barry S. still has some some nice big kings and some gorgeous rainbows in it, and I I'm sure those fish will be back on the chomp. Absolutely, next week. and like we discussed in our messages, it was a full moon on you know right like Wednesday or Thursday. That bright moon lights up the surface of that lake, and without those winds blowing and breaking up that light, it penetrates down into the water. The fish are moving around. It's just a. You guys sound like a bunch of bass fishermen at with the way. Excuses. My oh, God, there was a full go. moon. The lake dropped. There was a lot hey, of boat traffic, I and I, I didn't say it. <laughs> we, we don't. We don't even count bass, do we? Man, you, no, guys, no, no, you, no, guys, no. you guys sound like those guys that won pre-fish and sucked in the tournament. Another damn bass. <laughs> I could have won a hundred bucks with this bass, but yeah, there man, you go. we're 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 catching so many bass. It's just ridiculous, man. I, I can't get those damn things to leave my lures alone. You know, we got, we got three guys in here that fish bass all the time, and I'm just sitting here going, why? 
Why would anybody want to catch those green little things? <laughs> oh, well. Zach, Keep looking down their throats trying to find your kokanee. Zach, you know. Oh, man. Zach knows as well as I do. That, or Nate knows as well as I do that in just a few days, that moon's going to be gone. It's already about three days on its way to going away. And around the 24th, when we happen to be fishing on Pyramid, it's going to be a new moon. There's going to be no moon. These fish aren't going to be feeding at night. And they see oh, those silhouettes. They see silhouettes, and they just go for them. And that's where you're heading in this next week. Barry S.'s action should pick up. I'll be there this week. I'm going to scoot in real quick. And it will stay steady. And, you know, we're all waiting for that colder weather, Nate, whether it's the guys on the river, the guys up the hills, or the guys down here in the valley. We all want that cooler weather because we know what's going to happen with those fish. We know they're going to move to the north end pretty soon. You know, I was at Pyramid, and that moon was so bright it looked like daytime. Yeah. I still whack them. I know. They don't bother That's me. That's Pyramid. You come up to, you come up to Berryessa and do that for I me. I was at Berryessa Sunday last week, bass fishing. Took a friend, tried to help him on some spooning fish. It was tough. Yeah. When water drops like it's dropping out there, it gets tough. And when it stays this warm, and God only knows, they could have been pulling some of the oxygenated water out of the lake and dropping our thermocline, narrowing it down. Well, you know, if the water drops in Berryessa, it's yep. going to take less bags of concrete. Because you know my stance about that place. Yes, I do. Can't Everybody who launches should be required to throw in a bag of concrete until we turn the place into a skate park. Yeah, well, Kent, it's not a good lake for Kent. There's no doubt about it that. It doesn't like me. I don't like it. Nate, the launch ramp is an interesting experience there. It's still launchable. Did you have any problems today? It is. No, I didn't. I didn't have any problems, but I'll tell you, um, putting my boat back on the trailer, I'm starting to kick up mud, which is not a good sign. Um I don't, I don't know where, uh, where we're, where we go from here, but uh, if the lake keeps dropping as fast as it is now, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't see us being able to launch there, uh, after another month or so. So I, I'm just crossing my fingers, praying for some rain and hopefully, uh, they're able to slow down these outflows. And, uh, you know, we, we're, uh, we're still able to launch the boat. Well, the action should continue to improve up there with this full moon going past us right now. Nate, what are your favorite techniques up there? What are you pulling? Are you have you got desperate as uh, I have and gone out and bought tray anchovies yet to pull one and just roll it there? Oh my! Hey, I'm telling you, rolling rolling bait. We're getting into that time of year where rolling bait is key. Um, you know, I'm, I'm probably be busting that out this week, uh, slowing things on down. Um, you know, we are continuing to run those optimizers. Um, and, uh, you know, and it was, it was great all week until Thursday and, uh, you know, then it kind of just fell on our face there and, you know, we, we ran all over the lake. Um, the fish just didn't want to go. So I'm, I'm going to switch tactics up this week and, uh, you know, and, and try rolling some bait. We'll, we'll be running some hoochies and, and anchovies and, you know, slowing things down a little bit. The water is starting to cool. Finally, um, we're getting down into, uh, I think on Thursday we uh we had water at seventy two point two. So it, it dropped about a whole degree in a week. Um yeah. hopefully that hopefully that trend continues. Another ten degrees down would be nice right now, that's for sure. Oh come on, please. Big Nate's guide service, Lake Berryessa, it's gonna bust loose again. It is good and it will certainly do nothing but get better for a while. Nate, give them all the hookup info they need. Okay, thank you, Seth. Um guys you can check me out at uh Big Nate's Guide Service on Facebook. Um, you can also shoot me a call or a text at 916-860-9180, and uh, we'll get you on the book. Um, I'm pretty full for the next week or two, but uh, we'll, we'll have some openings here towards the end of the month and on into uh, November. 
That number again, folks, 916-860-9180. Give them a call at Big Nate's Guide Service for Lake Berryessa Rainbows and well as Big Landlock Kings. Nate, thanks for hooking up with us. Have a great day. Hey, thanks, Sep. You too. All right. Take care. You know, our next guest is the man himself when it comes to uh, writing the newspapers. The editor of Western Outdoor News, Mr. Dave Hurley, joins us live. And I've asked him to, as always, tell us about some additional Northern California angling opportunities that we haven't covered yet. Good morning, Dave. Good morning. Good morning. morning, Ken. And good morning, Alan. Good morning, Dave. Hey, boy, you're tearing it up. Now, you got to remember, Alan, it's not just the full moon. Those fish are always going to bite for Alan Fong. I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, you guys lit it up at party. I mean, Pyramid, that was beautiful. Yeah, for a first but, time ever being there, I'm hooked. Oh, my goodness, man. Those, and those pictures you sent were just incredible. But uh, So that's obviously the place. We talked about it a lot today. But yep. I mentioned Pardee just a minute ago because they we got trout plants starting. And Pardee has been planting. This is the fourth week in a row they put trout into the lake. They put 2,000 pounds of Mount Lassen rainbows in yesterday. So if you want to fish from the banks, you know, it seems like they're planting every Friday. So those fish are going to stick around in that marina area for a day or so before they move out into the main lake. And they're building up the amount of fish that are in the lake. So, And one good thing about Pardee is it's high. You know, it's at 96 95%, and launching there isn't a problem. Uh, so... Uh, we also had a trout plant at San Pablo Reservoir this last week. So that's all. these are all good signs. Well, I haven't heard anything down. about San Pablo lately. It sure got quiet over there. You know, that used to be my stomping grounds. That's where Marilyn and I really kind of honed a lot of skills 30 or 40 years ago. Yeah, for an urban place, it's really, uh, you know, very close to the Bay Area. It's a good place to take uh, children from the shoreline when they're planting the trout. And they did put trout in there last week, so that's a good sign. But it has gotten cooler, and I think uh, Amador is now 70, uh, Comanche 71 degrees. So once it gets past 70, when it drops down, we're going to start to see some trout plants there. So those are all really good signs. Uh, I think going up to the high country lakes, is a, this is my favorite time to go to a place like Alpine. Uh, there's a lot. It's a little finicky lake, but it's a lot of fun, and there are some big trout in there. Uh, they plant in there in October. Those fish are already on the top water. And I love to catch them right on the surface. That's the best time. And, uh, you know, it might be, it's always going to be three degrees for every thousand feet cooler. It's uh, 7,000 feet up there. And, uh, you know, it's going to be 21 degrees cooler than it is in the valley. So it's a, it's a nice place to go at this time of year if you want to catch things on the top. We had a big tournament at Shasta this weekend. You know, they had their annual um, uh, trout derby out of cow and king salmon derby and i've seen some big red kokanee caught out of there as well so uh, that was out of lakehead so i don't have many results but there's always some big browns that are caught during the beginning of that and shasta has kind of been in uh, tournament mode at the end of the year we had a big tournament last weekend a bass tournament of all things we got another big bass tournament coming up in november the pro-am final for wild west so Shasta's kind of back on the scene now. Shasta, those uh, they're getting 18-inch uh, kokanee up there already. That's a yeah. pretty impressive size fish considering the circumstances, and it looks beautiful. I would imagine they'll grow to even larger sizes than that eventually in that lake too. It just needs some water in there, but they've really been, what are they, planting over 100,000 um, smolts in there every year, which is, or the fry, that's fantastic. You know, the department has really put a lot of emphasis on 
making Shasta a, a kokanee destination. So the next question is, when does Shasta kick out a world record spotted bass? Because they're in there. Just like Bullard's Bar is yeah, going to do. They're in there. going to happen we'll, at Shasta. We'll see Shasta kick out a world record spot. And uh, we'll I see. They, I heard they certified that world record, 11.22 pounds this last week. Where? Yeah, do you know anything about that? No, uh, I haven't Bullard's heard anything. Bar. Out of Bullard's? Yeah, you know that guy? That guy who kept it quiet, you know, some somebody kept it super quiet uh, that caught it. You remember early in the year we saw this picture and I we do. were calling for information, yeah. trying to find out what was going on? Yeah, I do remember that fish. They sure kept it quiet, and apparently it was certified as the as, the, as the new record, 11.22 pounds. I well, stick around. We'll, we'll, we'll see that uh, get broke at Shasta in the next year or two, I think. I wouldn't be surprised to see it broken again at Bullard's Bar. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That that is a prolific fishery. Those kokanee stay just bite sized for those. Bass. Yes, they do. <laughs> it is, but boy, let me tell you, getting any information from those bass fishermen is not easy. Let me tell you, that's one of the hardest things to find out. They keep that place on lockdown. Well, I guess for good reason. Huh? Yeah, they they play for money. Kent always yeah. tells me, well, if you were fishing for ten, twenty, thirty, hundred thousand, you wouldn't be on the radio telling everybody they're over yeah, here. I, w- I wouldn't be here. saying, "Come on, Alan, tell them exactly where they're holding." <laughs> yeah, they're they're a little hush hush. <laughs> hey, that's one of the things I appreciate about Alan, man. He gives it all up, which is great, you know. Because yeah. it just because you give it up doesn't mean you can go out and get them. Hey, when Alan yeah. fished for money, he lied to us too. Don't let him kid you. <laughs> Hey, you oh, know, I, oh, I was just quiet. You yeah, know, right. in some places, in some circles, they cut fingertips off if you're telling stories and stuff uh, like that. If if Alan was in that group, he wouldn't have any fingertips right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Alan's got some of his old Al- cronies that still get on him for what he talks they, about. Yeah, well, he has sure. to. You know, he's probably I'm been sure. threatened with death or skinning alive. <laughs> of course. But the the bottom line is, once Alan gets going on a track, you can see his gears going. He goes, "If I say any more about this, I'm in trouble." You can just see his eyes start going. Nah, 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 nah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and but when you get older, you know you don't. I don't mind them young guys. They can come after me all they want. That's right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got a backup. It's a crime to hit an old man nowadays. That is. <laughs> well, Dave, you know, where are you? Up. Where are you heading oh. next? Are you going to do you another? I'm I'm waiting to see this white sea bass break out in the bay. That's what I'm waiting for. I can't wait to get out there and get some of those ghosts. Those are a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I've been waiting. To, they're in there. They're just not biting yet. But I can't wait to when they... When they start to bite, that's that's going to be my next move. I'm I've, I've never to caught yesterday. one, but I understand they are a great battle and a great uh, table offering, too. But Oh, my God. They're, 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 their flesh is so tasty it's incredible so yeah and they fight like they fight like wild dogs <laughs> they're a lot of fun i'm looking forward to that well you need to get up to pyramid they fight like wild dogs oh. too dave oh, you guys are, that's unbelievable all right so dave hurley so the editor of western outdoor news dave real quick tell them how they could get a subscription to western outdoor news if they'd like thank you just real simple we'll go to w-o-n-e-w-s one news.com all the information is right up there and you know, combined with Alan's report and this radio show, you're going to stay on top of it once you get them all. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Hi, Dave. Dave. Thanks. Appreciate you joining Thanks. us. You know, guys, it's been a fun morning in here talking all this stuff right here, but we talked way too much bass. <laughs> I don't think we did. I think we did all right. Well, we'll evaluate that later. Yeah. On. yeah. You know, 
there's so many things to be doing right now. I'm really looking forward to the trip with you and Richard Burton and yeah, Kent is who I'm talking to. Yeah, the four of us going out with that. our buddy JD. We all know JD. We've all fished with him before. It's going to be a actually. Good time. I've never fished with JD, so I'm looking forward to it. We've never been you didn't in a boat do the, together. Oh, you didn't do the striper trip. I with did him. not. Yeah, I was on the road somewhere. You didn't but, do the uh, salmon trips with us either, did you? Boy, no. See no. how see how we leave these bass guys behind. Yeah, same deal. I've known JD since the late '80s, so it'll it'll be fun to get in the boat. You know, JD. You know, he'll call me and he'll say. Uh, I took so and so out because I always ask him. He took one of our managers out, and he called me, <laughs> and I. <laughs> he tells me the truth. Does he? Yeah, he'll let me know how you how you did. All right, you know that's one of the key things about almost all the guides here on this show. They all tell us the truth because they know what the outcome is if they don't. Yeah. We're we're pretty tough on them to get us straight stuff on the straight scoops on these, so that we're not passing on any crummy information to you guys. That's why we use the ones we have, and we're always looking for new ones. So if you know of a couple other guides out there that you consider to be professionals, have them get a hold of us. We'd love to hear from them, talk to them, see what they're all about, maybe use them right here on the show, too. I'd like to thank you all for listening and hanging around with us here today. And I'd want to make sure that you're all back here again with us next week. Until then, this is Seth. Tight lines, everybody. We'd like to know what you'd like to hear on California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass. For more information on fishing and hunting, guided trips, and more, visit us on the Internet at seps.com. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, productions of Seps Outdoors Incorporated, leading the way in outdoor entertainment. Join Join us us next week from 